Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the Genes. He podcast. You're here with Bolo. I'm Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. We're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bolo is a performer. And Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Mm. And we're here to give you our professional, professional, professional review on RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars 8 The Cast Reveal. So let's raise a glass or a bottle and start spilling the GNT. Everyone, welcome back to a pod- another podcast, actually, the beginning of our All Stars 8. Uh, series. <laughs> We're starting early. It's not, out the the <laughs> it's not out till the middle of May. It's not, but um, like they released weeks, the All Stars 8 uh, reveal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've got a little break. and uh, We've got space thought, to do this kind of thing. I thought we'd just uh, give our genuine three R's. The RuPaul reveal reaction. <laughs> yes, indeed. The, the Reveliana. The, uh, the now Reveliana. pause for the big reveal. reveal. <laughs> I really wanted to use that because I posted um, uh, on the Instagram Sasha's beautiful reveals from um, the season 15 finale. Barlow would not approve using the Reveliana song it would, on that. It would not have worked with Sasha being so fierce. And Are you then, saying Eve 6000 is not fierce? Her ferocity is on a, on a different level. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It exists yeah. on many planes. Absolutely. In many universes. It's just, it's a different plane. I just wanted to see Sasha pull that ribbon out of the front of her corset to, um, and you didn't see it coming, and you didn't see it coming. <laughs> um, this is a Eve uh, 6000 stand Stan, podcast. Stan podcast forever and always. We stand with you. So it's the All Stars <laughs> 8, and I just think that, you know what, we love these girls. We do. And the beauty of All Stars is that you don't have to kind of, get to know the queens Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. like you kind of get to know the queens on a normal series week by week and you learn it bit by bit about them going into all stars you kind of already have a connection with certain queens you already um are rooting for them yeah and you you kind of want them to do better because you've really got that connection Mm -hmm. hopefully some of your faves are in there but also some queens can become your new faves can you think of any girls who you didn't appreciate in their first season but after all stars you were like Fab, yeah. Silky. Silky, especially on Canada versus the world. Silky was such a superstar on that. Even Um, Raja. But I think I really loved Raja. I I loved how sassy she was. But we got to see a completely different side to Raja O'Hara. On All Star 6. And then that continued on Canada versus the world. I would say as well, like, Tatiana got a real renaissance from All Stars 2. Because, you know, she did have those few years to kind of cook a bit, I guess, didn't she? And come back as a more fully realized. She was very young on season two. Then in All Stars 2, she's a fully realized queen who, who just won so many fans. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Who else? There are probably lots. There are probably lots. And but it can be a gamble. Some queens are fan favourites and then their all stars run can be difficult. Springing to mind Latrice. Latrice left season four as an ultimate fan favourite, and quite rightly so. One of the most lovable queens in the franchise. I think I think a lot of it was to do with her edit on All Stars Four. Uh, made her seem they were looking for a villain after Gia Gunn left, <laughs> you know. And they were very brave to choose Latrice. It was quite unfair. It was like quite unfair. A very loved queen. I think also that her performance wasn't as strong as everybody hoped for, unfortunately, on, on All Stars 4. Would you She's say, still the same lovable queen. Would you say Valentina got some kind of redemption? Oh, she definitely did. Well, she was beloved. And then there was the... There was the reunion, and everybody was like, "Oh, actually, Valentina's a, a bit of a, a bit of a one. Um, none of her castmates really like her." And then, 
she succeeded by embracing that. She was like, I'm the delusional telenovela villainess slash sweetheart. I'm both. She embraced her complexity and had a great run on All Stars 4. Yeah. She really did. So just in general, before we go and go down the line, mm-hmm. actually queen by queen as the um Yes. As and it we, comes up. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. We get to see who these queens are. Mm. Uh, we do have our predictions. You know, everyone's been throwing lots of names around. And so, you know, we will know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have an idea. But why do we think that these queens, in general, why are the queens chosen? Why these specific As, as a general rule, pick, yeah. um, I think bringing back fa- fan favorites is one. Somebody who's quite beloved who um, will get more screen time. Some, somebody who's not necessarily a fan favorite but makes good TV. So a good antagonist, um, a good agitator is always helpful. Um, somebody who is often felt was a, a runner-up who missed out on the crown but could have been a winner. Um, that's See, another archetype. So you're talking about like queens like Alaska, yep. Chad Michaels, yep. um, who else? Uh, Shea Coulee. Shea Coulee. Yeah. And another one is gone too soon, uh, left us wanting more. Um, or they've had, and this is kind of coincides, they've had a big evolution off the show. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Trixie. True. J- Trixie. Uh, Trixie. Uh, Trixie. Trixie's one of the biggest examples of that, I think. She, you know, she went home, what, seventh or something like that. Had a really bumpy... She went home twice. She went home twice. Um, had a bit of a bumpy road on season seven, but then became this superstar um, in her own right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. She didn't need All Stars 3, but she got the win. Yeah. Um... You're right. The queens who didn't get a good showcase, who could have, but mm-hmm, got lost mm-hmm. in the mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, examples of those queens. We've got um, fan favorites. Yeah. I mean, when they brought back Valentina. Absolutely. Valentina. Fa- fan favorite. <laughs> Valentina. Um, her people who have evolved yeah. since. And some queens who need a redemption. Sometimes they get it, you know, like so Roxy, Roxy Andrews. Andrews. And sometimes they don't. Like the f- Fifi O'Hara. Really, really depends what you give the producers to work with. Roxy was a congenial sweetheart on All Stars 2. And also, I think the key part of Roxy's uh, narrative was self-reproach and remorse um, and ownership. Same with Raja O'Hara, actually. Raja was very like, I didn't really like what I saw on screen. Um, and I've reflected on that. Owning account, I think mm, accountability. That's a big part of a redemption story. Of, absolutely. Whereas Fifi, for Eureka. whatever Eureka, is another yeah, example, isn't she? Fifi, for whatever reason, struggled to do that, and the same narrative played out twice for her, which was really unfortunate. You're I right. Remember, she never really owned up to it completely. I remember mm. um, her saying that even Sharon, like saying to Alaska, even Sharon thought that you know she was being this way, <laughs> like not really acknowledging her part mm. um, being played and, and all of that. Yeah. And then and then she found another target in Alyssa, which was just no. Just a complete misfire. Was, was, Why choose one of the biggest fan favourites of the franchise? In the words of Tamisha Iman, all the little chihuahuas out here, you want to go for the big bulldog? <laughs> you will hit many things, but you won't hit me. <laughs> I love that line. You, you hit me but you will not hit me. Oh, I, I mean, Tamisha. I think Tamisha is due for an All-Stars. I think the thing is, Tamisha's quite complicated. It's quite a complex she situation. She is complex, yeah. She's um, one of the many queens who... um. Well, one of the queens who go in with the reputation and the legacy mm-hmm. and one of the very few queens of colour mm-hmm. who've gone into the show and actually got quite a good edit. She did get a good edit. She wasn't treated 
well in the sense that she went too soon. She didn't deserve to be in the bottom two. Oh, absolutely um, not. For, that was, was the discamentary. It was crazy when Gottmik was right there. Or actually, she wasn't there because she was barely in the edit that episode. <laughs> but they put poor Tamisha there. Um, go on, though. You, you you were going with a thought there. She was treated well on the show because I, I think there's like a next chapter to the Tamisha story. And then outside of the mm. show, she, um, in the words of Tamisha, uh, in the words of Timmy Brown, she mm-hmm. she just played the grand arm. She was just <laughs> It was like, trite, actually. I, I was unapologetic, like attacking everyone, attacking production, attacking this. And I'm like, I'm like, girl, you got a good showing. Like there are so many queens who have been villainized, uh-huh. um, who have, who would have killed for the edit that Absolutely. you got. Absolutely. Um, there are so many queens who would have killed for that edit, and you actually got a good one. And they probably would have was... had her earmark for an All-Stars, to be honest. Absolutely, they would have. She was um, loved. A ca- cancer she's... survivor. A great story. The, the mother of the, not house, the... but the mother of the dynasty Absolutely. of Iman. I mean, and she actual had so biological much... children as there well. What an interesting... She was such, you yeah. know... And yes, yeah, so much to think about. But uh, beyond that, there was the whole Tamisha Man Network oh thing. There was her selling the trainers that didn't really make it to people's letterboxes. It's not me saying, you know, oh, you know what? Don't be ungrateful. You're a PEC that got a good edit. You know, uh-huh. like, you know, like everyone should get a good edit. I'm not saying that she should be grateful that she wasn't villainized. But I'm just saying that... Um, after the show, what she had done kind of stopped her from being a candidate yeah. for coming back to All Stars. And she was I just really loved. I really loved her. I, I, I still loved you. I, I still, still, still love to see her I would still love to see Tamisha come back. And but, I really felt like that if the rumors are true, if Candy Muse is back, mm. I'm, I I would think they have missed a huge opportunity if, if Tamisha so is not back. If, if Tamisha is not in the same season, I'd, I'm. Fire that producer. Oh, Fire them. Fire them all. She had her fight with Bob and Monet. <laughs> Remember she, that? She, oh, gosh. <laughs> so Misha went out there like a pit bull. Well, not really Bob. She really was very it was Monet. Monet. It was Monet. M- Monet had the, t- the temerity. The temerity to critique her looks. I mean, Mon- Monet knows she can be a bit brash sometimes, and mm. Tamisha bit back, you know? No. But look, this is the All-Stars 8. Um, uh, yeah, what we're going to do, basically, is just do what we normally do. We are two super fans. Two super fans. Super fans. Super fans. Super fans of the show. Uh, we're just going to talk about each queen that comes on, and yes. whatever whatever comes forth from our mouth... <laughs> Um, shall come forth of. whatever nonsense beautiful yeah, whatever cra- will be whatever crap we talk about <laughs> it, it is what it is hey y'all what's happening ah! Heidi and Closet is back and I still have my natural lips honey yeah you know when you're blessed and highly favored like me you don't have to get the all star lips look natural mm-hmm. succulent Heidi's back. Heidi and Closet. Heidi and Closet, aka Heidi Patidi, aka I hate your drag name, Heidi <laughs> from RuPaul. RuPaul spends all of season 12 trying to convince her to get rid of that name. But also adoring her. Like Ru clearly loved her, as as she should. She's a very lovable, like personality led queen. That's it. Yeah. I think I think her power was her charm definitely and she's incredibly charming i remember in the first episode she even had a bit of bounce with rupaul um i mean Nicki minaj hated her makeup and there was that and her hair it wasn't just she didn't just hate it Mm -hmm. she hate 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 hated (laughs) 
There were several hates. Her makeup. There I, several. I think she could have dropped one or two hates there. You know, no, no. <laughs> no. No, it was appropriate. No, I'm um, kidding. What would I know? Remember the poor thing had that, um, she had that allergic reaction that kept her up all night, didn't she? Kale. 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 And That'll do it. Just, yeah, that was it, wasn't it? Um, that Dan Kale. But then I remember how she had some nice bants with her. She said something. She said, opening the trap door now. And she played along when she went, like, ooh. she's um on the outset very charming very funny very naturally funny not always necessarily the best actress and comedian in the conventional sense but just a natural wonderful sense of humor that makes you fall in love with her i absolutely agree with you the moments when i think about what were her moments Mm -hmm. on her season it's the if you if you if you if you if you i'm worried about heidi yeah which was nice because everybody's ganging up on aiden and she's trying she's trying to cut through that uh it was the everybody hates aiden show that episode um i her only when i think was um the goop droop not goop droop challenge uh, where they it was, said, it was a brand tears of the drag queens. Yeah, it yeah. makes it makes sense, doesn't it? Because branding challenges are you've, it's about a personality and being funny, and she has that in spades. And um, yeah, it was the Heidi Hydrate stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, it was her one win. She was in the bottom two a few times, but she's a good lip syncer. She's a great performer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another moment that I think. The moment I fell in love with her, I think it was in the first episode as well, mm. when they did that, I think it was like that spring runway. Yes. And, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're going to say. She had that beautiful floral gown with that hair. Almost piece. like a tie-dye kind yes. of fabric. Yeah. And it fell down and her, her line, mm-hmm. she says, oh, her civil hair rights were showing. My civil rights hair. <laughs> just, so self-deprecating and so funny. I just love it. I just thought that uh, A was hilarious. Mm. Absolutely charming. I, yeah, I do think that she's going to bring a, a lot of love, a lot of fun, a lot of fun Definitely. and a lot of charm. Does she have the colour instinct to make it to the top three, in, so, my, in my opinion? Yeah, obviously we're going to see kind of like what is the format going to be, because we don't know. I th- I suspect with it being All-Stars 8 now, it might be time for another slight format shake-up. They do it every few seasons or so, but we'll see. But if it's anything like All-Stars 6, then it'll be Lip Sync Assassin, one winner, um, and everybody votes. And yeah, I, I think she, I, she's missed congeniality of her season. I think she's going to be a kindly soul. Yeah. I, don't, I don't see that changing. That is who Heidi is. Mm. Um, well, it's funny that you bring up the lip sync. She, she did come up, she came back as a lip sync assassin. And the same thing happened with her wig reveal. Oh, yes. How the wig reveal oh, yes. it just um, it came out. But, she, you know, she, she came. She came too early. <laughs> so it, was, it, was, it was the bit premature. Yeah, premature wig, um, wig reveal. Eruption. <laughs> so, um, I hope that she has that super glued on this mm. season. What do I want to see from Heidi? I just want to see the same, but I'd love to see, um, I think, more elevated fashion. Now, mm. Heidi was one of the queens who went into the show without the best fashion. But then there are, when you're going in there for the first time, what is a budget? They don't, you know, they don't have the budget. Mm. And a lot of the time, some of the queens don't have the contacts that, yeah. are, that some other queens have. And I, I don't think she had either of those. Having now finished the season, um, coming back for All mm-hmm. Stars, having toured, having, you know, oh, she'll have all of that, that uh, I think. Exactly, exactly. I, I think she had some nice pieces and she. She looked nice on the runway. I don't remember her being busted. Um, but yeah, like it was clear that she didn't have the budget that some of the other queens had, but she still had fun ideas, reasonably well executed. Um, what did she do in Snatch Game? She was Leslie Jones, but she was herself, wasn't she? 
Yeah, I think so, yeah. And if I'm thinking, because I'm just thinking like big challenges, how did she do? The ball ball, I don't remember being super duper impressed with her construction abilities. She made a thing that made her look kind of like one of the Borg from Star Trek, but if the Borg assimilated a Ribena berry. From what show? You know Star Trek? Are you aware? No. no, Okay. I'm not. Anyway. I don't know her. Yeah. (laughs) No, I think that, um, I mean, it'll be fun to see Heidi. She's a lovely presence, a real fan favorite. I think she's going to bring joy and effervescence to this season. She had one win as well. One win. But like a bunch of bottom twos. She was in the bottom two like four times, I think. Oh, and she survived. What we say? Well, she survived. survived. Yeah, yeah. through her lip sync skills. She sent a few girls home. Yeah, yep, yep. My name is Mrs. Kasha Davis, and I'm an alcoholic. Oops, wrong meeting. <laughs> oh, man, she looks good. Darling, I love you, but give me Park Avenue. <laughs> what are you wearing? <laughs> My name is Mrs. Kasha Davis, international celebrity housewife. I'm best known for being the workhorse, being the sweet one. Yay! And the famous catchphrase, there's always time for a cocktail. Mrs. Kasha Davis, yes. did you see this? Did you see this? Did you see her I, coming back for an All-Stars? I mean, obviously, we, we know that we have seen the rumoured cast list before. But, you know, prior to that, would I have expected Mrs. Kasha Davis? No, I wouldn't have. Not that I'm not delighted to see her. I think she's fantastic. I thought, I mean, she was like fourth out on her season. Um, but I thought she was really underrated. Like, she was always like safe when I think she could have been high or winning at times i'm finding it really hard to really i mean i remember her being on the show mm-hmm. i just don't remember any moments moments that counts <laughs> you know i could think of a couple where she was of... dead funny like um she was great in the glamazon airways I, in fact i think she could have won that yeah the scat thing she's an amazingly tight lip syncer great stage presence that that challenge was right up at alley ginger weren't in the end but um, I think Kasha could have won that. And I remember they did the red carpet mini challenge um, where they were dressed in paper and she was tra- paired with Katia, I think. And she did like a Joan Rivers impression that was very, very funny. Hmm. Okay. Um, I, mean, I, I really can't place that much on Miss Kasha. That, which is, well, you know what? I'm excited. I'm excited to see her come back. But then season seven... Is not one of the seasons, and I'll be. I'm just going to be honest. Season seven is not one of the seasons that I there we go rewatch. You've ever. said that before. You're it's one of the seasons you're least connected to. Yeah. We know this. It's a it's a gap for you, I'm afraid. <laughs> um, and one of the reasons I've considered getting another co-host. Tom, what would you do? Record on your iPhone? Maybe. Well, what, what would you know? I, I learn things. <laughs> no, yeah, season seven is not one of the seasons that I rewatch and to be honest it was not one of um my favorite seasons do you remember the episode she went home then because she was in the despy awards but that that that's where she... i remember moments of season seven but mm. mrs carter davis is just not there i am excited <laughs> to see her return very um, yeah the well, you, the only thing i know about mrs carter davis is there's always there's always time for a cocktail mm-hmm. until you're in rehab um <laughs> that's the thing that's a joke that trixie's made at yeah, like the, 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 the haters wrote exactly and i i love that she's bringing in sobriety i love that she's coming in and yes. talking about her sobriety openly I mean, let's let's be honest in the lgbt community um 
it's huge. It's huge. Drugs, whether it's drugs or alcohol, whether drugs or alcohol, definitely, it, it is. It's very prominent. It's a tragedy in, in, in our, our culture. Community. Yeah. So, and I love it when they bring in these real topics mm-hmm. that people can actually watch and relate to. And you know what? She's been going for what is it eight years now, sobriety, or maybe eight eight plus years. I think it was quite soon after season seven she became sober, uh, and good for her. Like, what an amazingly difficult thing to do, but. Uh, I, it, I hope and I believe it must have had such an amazing positive impact upon her life. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. Can only. Can yeah. only. Now, all I, I do remember she was part of the old Britta um, oh, lady. The Britta Filter Brigade. Brigade. <laughs> the old lady Brigade. Yeah, she was mates with Jasmine, Kennedy, Ginger. Katya kind of floated in and out Sorry. of that group. She was friends with Jasmine, Kennedy. Comma, yeah. Kennedy. <laughs> yes, comma. Comma. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And not. Jasmine Kennedy. Yeah, I was like, Jasmine, Jasmine Kennedy, and Kennedy what? and Jasmine Kennedy's part of the old yeah. lady brigade? Um, because the, that was the, one of the main plot lines of season seven. There was the kind of youthful fashion queens and like experienced performance queens. Mm. Um, but she was kind of like the least bitter member. I remember her being very complimentary of Violet when she came back for the episode. She did well in that episode as well. She was paired with Katya. And remember the, the twin makeover? Yes. And they did like Atlantic City kind of uh aging hooker kind yeah. of yeah. personalities and good i mean sport. She, she's a good sport yeah she went home on the despy awards and you know she was judged pretty harsh she, she like tripped over the intro she was like welcome to the de- to, to the despy awards and they're like oh, oh bottom two bottom two like immediate bottom two she's going home we fa- we found it yeah we found her stuff up we've got a reason to see Great. her home now we can get we can get rid of her now is basically the attitude because uh, it was a tough challenge though because there's a lot of strong performers I am excited to see what she brings yeah I, I'm excited to remember more yeah. of Mrs. Carter Davis Ooh, it must be a crime to serve this much beauty I wonder what she went to jail for hola my name is Nisha Lopez I was on season 8 of Drag Race what? Nisha Lopez. You're gorgeous. I am a pageant girl. I can sing. I can dance. I'm a former Miss Continental. I'm trying not to get overwhelmed, but at my season, I was so caught up trying to be like perfection that I just lost myself and I went home first. Nisha Lopez is back. Now, there's yes. been rumors of her being on this cast for mm-hmm. All Stars A. And I heard the rumors through watching Roscoe's mm-hmm. and people saying that she's rumored to be on and that the reason that she was being so bitter to Drag Race is because she's supposed to be an early out. So we'll see because, yep, that's been her vibe at Roscoe's that she's not been feeling especially warm towards World of Wonder, <laughs> let's say. But she's a really interesting choice, Nation, because let's like... Outside of Drag Race, she's a Miss Continental winner yes. and a host of a really high-profile gig mm-hmm. um, at Roscoe's, Roscoe's in Chicago. Is Roscoe's? Oh, is it San Francisco? I don't know, Tom. Oh, I'm sorry, ignorance. Um, so she's, you know, she's a fantastic and successful queen, but her her legacy on season eight of Drag Race is not a good one. She was first out and then fourth out because she she was a comeback queen no explanation exactly a lot of the times people get so um, there was, who was the last queen that caused such a ruckus when they brought them back without any reasoning the biggest ruckus was around Art Simone Art Simone on Down everyone Under. was like why did they just bring it Art Simone they've never ever done that and we mm-hmm. were like um 
Nisha Lopez. There is a precedent um, for it. Do you know what they did on Drag Race Sweden they, recently? What did they um, do? They included the eliminated girls in the reading challenge and brought back the girl who did best, which is cool and fun. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, Anthony in a nutshell, they brought her back, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. I, I do like that. That'd yeah. be good. But when I think of Nisha Lopez, this is the first thing that comes to my mind, mm-hmm. Tom, is this. Oh my gosh. Iconic. Iconic the, dance the moves. The big scissor clap hands. <laughs> I live for the applause, applause, applause. <laughs> I was just like, what? what is that movement? I mean, let's let's focus on what she possesses. One thing she possesses is beauty in spades. Oh. She's actually been doing male beauty pageants as well in her boy form. Um, so she's <laughs> like she's a Pokemon in her boy form she also does pageantry like she's a transformer in her drag form she <laughs> but I mean she has beautiful she's beautiful however I've never seen such a beautiful woman wear such an ugly garment that she wore in the first episode of season 8 it was really really like atrocious I love and, how I love how you said now let's talk about what she did well oh I really hate that dress she walked so much in with beauty and she's charming I think she's a fun shady girl but I mean I hope she's been to a sewing class I really hope so because we always we see a ball every season um there'll be construction challenges and I don't want her to do herself a disservice in that way again she mm. wore that weird cardboard corset that made her look about twice the size she really is and wrapped it around a really ugly curtain and called it a day. So, so about the positive things you wanted to focus well, on, her beauty sorry. And her, you know, she's got a fun, shady charm. Yeah. She's incredibly successful. <laughs> I love, I love, you see all these bad things, but she's pretty. Well, I, I like, she I like shit, her. her drag shit, the outfit that she <laughs> oh. walked in is shit, the big cardboard thing, corset was shit, she <laughs> shit, they clap dance moves, and shit, but she's pretty. Oh, she's beautiful. But she's beautiful. <laughs> what did we see of her? Um, what, what did, what do you remember of Nisha apart from the clapping? <laughs> I remember Nasha clapping. I remember Nasha having a reputation um, yeah. that was echoed loudly by um, Cynthia Lee. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I remember her in that um, that cookie. That, yeah, is that, is that like butch lesbian rapper? She gave it yo, a go. Yo, yo, da, 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 she gave da, da, it a go. Da, 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 like, yeah. that, I remember that part. I don't know why, but I do. <laughs> um, but but I'm happy to see her back. I think, what what am I hoping for from Naisha? So, she's an amazing drag queen who, on season eight, was not able to show that she was good at drag race. Has that changed? That's what I want to see. Yes. She's an incredibly smart girl as well. And I would be very surprised if she'd not done a sewing class, done a bit of improv, um... Had had some good performance tricks up her sleeve. Absolutely. No, especially with the context that she has. Like, yes. Do you know? Do you know what? Another good thing about all stars. Yeah. Everyone listening, for everyone who's not a drag queen mm-hmm. in the know or who who works with queens who are you know in, in that field. Yeah. This is what it feels like. Maybe. For them, watching the regular seasons, because they know a lot of the queens going on, you know? Yeah. When you work in that, these colleagues, if you want to go with Karen <laughs> Finance. Um, but, <laughs> to me, your old colleague. Well, to me, we're a colleague. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is what it must feel like when they see, like, oh, my God, these, guess what? Guess what thing he's on the show? Yeah. Now? Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. We're rooting for them. So this is what they must feel like. But then they also got, like, a lot of, 
you know, street talk and, yes. the, and you know, backstage talk about what's mm. gone on in the show. Must be hard to keep a secret in the world of uh, US mm. drag. No, but yeah, cool. Uh, Nisha Lobe is good, good addition. Another thing, she won Miss Continental either the year before or after Sasha Colby, didn't she? One of them ah. crowned the other. Wow. Yeah, so is that a good precedent for her then? Is that is that good vibes for Nisha? We'll see. No, 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 I'll answer it, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. But I just want to really pick on what you said, mm-hmm. that um, Naisha Lopez is a phenomenal drag queen. Yeah. But being on drag race, uh, they're two, for me, they're two different things. Said it many times. Yeah, being, yeah. Good, at, being good at drag race is its own challenge. Yes. it's It does not... Uh, it is not a symbol. It is not a showcase mm-hmm. of your talent as a drag queen. Yeah. Okay, cool. Just wanted to Fully put it agree. out there in case Nisha tries to come for us at Roscoe's. Oh, God. Your ringleader has arrived. Prepare to send in the clown. Oh, already here. She called us a clown. I'm Kahana Montreal from season 11. Your girl has a glow up. Kahana Montrese. That's all this game. She's Coco Montrese's daughter. She got a reputation to live up to. On season 11, I felt like being a Montrese, I'm going to have all the girls gag. Kahana Montrese. Do you know what? I'm, I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised. I'm surprised in the mm-hmm. sense that, um, that she was chosen because I don't think we really got any real essence of who Kahana Montrese yeah. is is yeah i think she was um one of the queens who were easily forgotten in that lineup that on accurs- season 11 that accursed second out spot isn't it yeah everyone remembers the first out that's it, that's the second it. out is a lot more ethereal and harder to remember if it, if it wasn't for upper lands you don't bring that up everything don't bring that up you saw it at the reunion she was not happy. I did not understand that. I, 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 if anyone remembers the reunion for season 11, where Kahana tried to make a moment with, um, what was her name? Uh, Mercedes Amanda. Mercedes, about that moment. Well, what? we hadn't heard a peep out of her all episode. And then she pipes up and I think Kahana, she just posted something good. No, sorry. Mercedes posted something good naturedly, didn't she? About Upperlands, because it's such a meme. And of course she should make the most of it. But something about Kahana being left out or something or or she felt like it was throwing shade at her because she did she go home that episode actually i don't know i don't think i don't even think hannah knew what she was trying to do I but don't she think, wanted to do something she did tell us that it's not that it was opulent not. to be shady yeah that's what she said it's not opulent <laughs> oh, to be shady oh, she had that really she had that lined up before the reunion She's oh, she like, really oh did. i've got a good line okay i gotta find out when to make it i need <laughs> i need to see this line it's gonna be i'm gonna i really got t-shirt printed it's on a mug it's on a hat I uh, know. So when I think about Kahana Montrese, you know, the, I think about her being Coco Montrese's daughter. She is. Coco told her not to take that yellow wig as well. Yes. Very good advice, Mama. <laughs> um, I do think she was an amazing lip syncer too. She was fab. She was really, really good. Come on, backflip. Very acrobatic. Absolutely. Um, and that stood her in good stead because she's one of these queens who falls into the, she's done a lot and evolved since because yes. she joined Vegas Live yes. and has done fantastically there. And, and, this, and you know, going off with this whole evolved, you know, you're like mm. Nisha, you know, her boy form, you know, different <laughs> different variant forms as though well. Uh, and now you're talking about how she's evolved. Yeah, she's absolutely evolved. She has completely changed she has and she's very very open about it and also also, what i find interesting is she's she almost makes a feature of it um you know we all know about coming back with the all-stars face 
This um, is the All Stars. This is a new All Stars 2.0 face. She didn't get yeah. her lips done. She got her lips done, her nose done, her cheeks done, her, she her said ass her eyes done, as well. her eyes done. And ass and hips, and among many things. Of course, her body, her money, whatever she wants to do. Especially, I think, you know, when you work in drag, body modification is quite de rigueur really and it's um what many queens do to fulfill the female illusion in inverted commas better um what i find interesting about her is she speaks about being and i've seen her do this a lot over the past kind of couple of years like she speaks about being on like a joint physical and mental journey and she equates the two which i find a really interesting concept it's just like being on a journey of like building confidence and uh, discovery and kind of building inner strength but she's really much described that as going hand in hand with a, a, quite a big physical transformation looking at it from a performer's side mm. it is so easy when you're a performer especially when you're a performer of color mm-hmm. um and you're going for general roles mm-hmm. for example like there are roles that really do call for oh, like we're, we're after a um a, a, a pollen or a brown person of this mm-hmm. we're looking for a black person there's a very far and few, the very few of those roles that you can go and can really compete mm-hmm. but when you go when it's an open call and they're mm-hmm. just after a backup dancer that's after a performer mm-hmm. and you go there and you're standing there and you constantly see who are the ones that are booking the jobs? Yeah. Oh, it's it's the you know. Oh, it's cool. It's the the one there with the commercial looks. Oh, it's the the, the fair skinned one. Mm. Oh, and if they do hire POC, it is the light skinned. Mm. It's the light skinned person. It's the light skinned brown person. It's the light skinned black person. Right. It's the light skinned um you know Latina mm. Latina. And then oh, it's the one with this the small nose. Oh, it's the one that can. That is more acceptable, more mm. palatable to be seen on on a television show. It's terrible, that, you know, a brown person that doesn't look too brown, a black person that doesn't look it's too black. Awful I can only imagine how you feel going for these jobs, knowing that you have the talent, knowing that you got the goods. Mm. But then the final, the final, the final choosing comes down to mm. okay, so what do you look like? What do you look like? I remember, I remember for even for J Lo's dancers, who was it? There were some guys that I danced with. It was Jam. Mikey was one of them. Yeah. Uh, it was Mikey? It was, it was um, he said him and Lance, and then I think Jay went up for a gig for J Lo, and then they said, okay, cool. Um, part of the audition, they're like, okay, everyone, all the guys take their tops off now. Mm. All the guys take their tops off now. Take take off your hats, and then they went down the line and then chose people based uh, on as beer. Yeah. So I can understand when people get work done as a performer. I, I really do. I can I can see yeah. how we can just really you're ugly. What what you're being fed every day is that you you're, you're good, but you're not pretty enough. Mm. You're good, I, but you're I, not pretty enough. And I wonder how that can affect a lot of performers. Yeah. So I can imagine that taking its toll heavily on somebody's self esteem, self worth, and creating that equation between worth and an appearance so not just that sometimes the pretty ones get the job and they're not as good and not as talented that i've been in that spot where me and everyone else was like he got the lead Mm. really dane what (laughs) sorry (laughs) he won't listen to this podcast Uh, (laughs) but i remember like what dane got the job really i I can't imagine you not being the prettiest one in a lineup yeah 
well, <laughs> but well, I guess we're we're speculating a lot and we're thinking a lot about it. And what I would like to, to I would like to hear more from Kahana about yep. what this process has been like for her. But yes, she well, seems, I love that she's owning it. Yeah, she is. I love that. I love that so much because she's um, coming for detox's gig. <laughs> you know, I think it's very very different when people don't own the um the procedures that they've had done because uh, there's no shame in it you know it's your body and it's your money um but yeah like she clearly seems like a she's projecting more confidence let's see if that bears out i think let's see if that bears out in the competition what do i think she's going to do well at um kind of girl group challenges lip syncing lip syncing performance those kinds of things even in the upper lands you i always used to look at her on that episode because she's in the background doing a hundred percent like she really is she's hands, a hard worker she, she's, mm. she's a really good performer she knows that um yes come through kahana jackson she's in the bottom two for a construction challenge in the first episode as well so i hope she's been to a sewing class too you said something about what did you say that she's um projecting a lot more confidence yeah, that, that's what I see. I see a projection of confidence. But when I see a strong projection of confidence, I'm always curious if it comes, if it if it's that, if it's um, almost a facade, uh, you know, a kind of like fake it till you make it kind of thing. Well, or if she's genuinely feeling more confident about herself. We'll soon find out. But when I was watching that Meet the Queens mm. moment of her, I was like, Oh, it seems a bit affected. There's something about wonder. it that came off a bit performative. It was that. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Only because it's quite far from who we know her to be from her season. But she's grown. She's done a lot more. She's more confident in herself. Maybe this is maybe this is who she is as a drag queen now. Yeah. I think we'll only find out when we start watching the show. Yeah. <laughs> the muse is back. I'm Candy Muse, your runner-up from season 13. Did you miss me? She could think I'm sexy. That's a you're sexy. <laughs> I ain't a nice girl, I'm a naughty girl. Is the bus still running, bitch? She died. <laughs> I want Candy breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Candy Muse is super funny, super beautiful, super talented, but also I'm a little hood bitch in the Bronx. I'm big, I'm brown, I'm loud. Candy Muse is back. Candy Top of it on the track. She's about to bring it back and you host better watch your back. They whisper, <laughs> whisper it. They swear I would go first. Now I'm laughing from the top. I, I love Diverse. I love you Lucky. Did. I love Lucky. The final song in um, season, season 13. 13. It was it was so good. Can very, I, very good. Candy. Now, Candy. Oh, God. There are so many moments. She was a meme queen in her season. There um, is- she's our highest ranking queen so far as well. Let's not forget she was top two. She only lost out to Simone in the final lip sync. Yeah. Um, so she went really, really far. Very successful queen in her season. What were your top Candy moments? I mean... First of all, she is feisty. She is fiery. She, she is, is unapologetically mm. combative. Um, she's I, strong. I felt like the combative edge softened as the season went on and she showed more vulnerability. And I remember her talking about how incredibly difficult her upbringing was and her mum had struggles with, I want to say, mental health or addiction or perhaps both. Mm. Um and, you know, she grew up in a tough environment. And so it makes sense that she's she's a bit of a fighter because she's always had to be. But, like, she was able to explain that and really reflect on it and soften, I remember. The moments that I think about, 
if you don't have star quality, <laughs> get the fuck out. Um, the fight with Tamisha Imam oh. will forever be great. It's tattooed in everyone's mind when they the think of season 13. Really, really is. That is one of the most explosive, untucked yeah. ever. And I mean, that, that birthed another amazing quote. Um, uh, you may hit many things, but you <laughs> won't hit me. It's so funny we were talking about Tamisha a minute ago, weren't we? Um, I think, I mean, this is about her personality and she's going to, she's great TV. She's, I mean, you know, she's candy. She's going to be a little bit of an antagonist and a little bit of an agitator. That's one of the things we love about her. Um, but what do you remember of her talent and what she did well? On season 13. I think she was a great lip syncer. She was very passionate. I've a great performer, very great performer. And the, the moments, the thing about Candy Muse is that when she knows what she's doing on stage, she shines. Mm-hmm. She shines bright and shine. I think about congratulations, you're number one. You're number think, one. I think about that. Candy Muse in the down to the queen. Come on, we will let up New York City get birth to me. She writes a mean verse. Ha 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 ha, bitch. How confident and strong she was. But then the second her verse stopped, yeah, she I was remember. like, oh, what am I doing now? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it really does show in her mm-hmm, face. Mm-hmm. And the reason it shows is because when she's on, she is on. Yeah, so she you, shines. So you know straight away mm. when she's not, when she doesn't know what she's doing. And she really. She has this thing of telling you that she doesn't know what she's doing. It reads on her face. Oh, it reads yeah. on her face. And that happened again with the the um that disco challenge one where she was yeah, She was there. in the bottom two with some No, no, sorry. No, she no, wasn't. no, she wasn't. Yes, yeah, she was. She said Tamisha home, didn't she? Oh, was it was that this that the episode? I might have to double check that. Um She was in the bottom two with Simone once, and we think she won that lip sync. We don't think that lip sync that she did against Simone, she won. She yep. won that lip sync. It was that, um, hey, hey, that, um, uh, and I did the nay nay. What's your mouth? <laughs> yeah, that one. She yeah. won. In my opinion, she won. She's a great performer. She's a strong performer. Uh, and, and I think that's where her power was. Yeah. There is something, however, I do think she's got top three energy. Do you think? I, I think so. I think. Candy Muse. Let's remember, she did win the. Um, what did she win? The uh, the comedy challenge, the stand up. That was her one win of the season. Yeah. Um, and she was very funny. Uh, she, she's got a great personality. She can she can kind of make it work in most. Yeah, sorry. It, she did send home to Misha. She did to hit him up style. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah okay. In the documentary, but they they wanted that bottom two they just the producers really really wanted it she did struggle yeah and she had that tentative quality in that didn't she yeah but when when she's confident i think i remember her exactly what you described like when she's confident she's confident but when she's a bit rattled she can really project quite the opposite um let's not forget she's a member of the former house of Azure. Is she now part of the? Was she? Is doll she now part of? Is she still part of the dollhouse? Dollhouse. Yes, I want to say. I think she's still friends with Dahlia Sin, uh, but they're kind of disconnected from Aja now, aren't they? Mm. I hope we see Tamisha Iman. Oh, that was. I mean, it, it writes itself. It, it, it would be great TV. It would be great TV. I just love that her confidence of stay. If you don't have star quality. While sitting in a bag, sitting in oh. uh, with school bags around her yeah. creation. 
I, just trying to remember some performances <laughs> as well. She was in. She was Patrick Star, wasn't she, in Snatch Game? But played herself. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, uh, it's a safe route to go, though, isn't it? If, if you if you can't do impersonations, go to someone who's very similar to you and just yep. just dress up like them. And she's not the best seamstress. Not the best. She had that yeah. kind of like Dora the Explorer thing going on, didn't she? But she. Um, Fantastic personality, so much fun, makes great TV, and when she shines, she really shines. The wait is over. You better. That's a woman! I'm Darian Lake from season six of RuPaul's Drag Race. It's nice being back in this chair. It's about damn time. Dip into the waters of Darian Lake. I'm sweating like two rats humping in a wool sock right now. Oh, dear. <laughs> She's a fierce lip syncer. She is. And so funny. At the gym, I'm like a ninja. You will never see me there. <laughs> On season six, I went up against the stiffest competition, and I ended up fourth. Oh, I am so excited that Darian yes. Lake is back on our screens. And I repeat, I am so excited to see Darian Lake. Darian Lake is a hard hitter. You she have is. people need I don't know if people remember going back to season six how mm-hmm. amazing she is. She's she really, is really fab. Very good drag queen. The she is the in the upper echelon of what a performer <laughs> and entertainer is. But we need to remember she was up against some hard hitters. She was top four. Yep. Yep. And like, so, I mean, she lost out to um, Adore, Courtney and Bianca. And there's no shame in that, really. It was a really strong top four. Exactly. They remain friends to this day. We know that because she was portrayed as a bit of a shady queen, wasn't she, with this rivalry with with Dayla. But it it felt kind of manufactured at times. It felt like, um, you know, it it felt like drag queen shade that was being edited to be more than it was. Uh... I mean, she's shady, but she's hilarious. Yeah, well, she is the original shady, shady elephant. elephant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when we hear Eureka say, I'm the elephant queen. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 Honey, go back. Yeah. Know your drag race history. Another queen is already taking the animal. Well, I remember that lovely, elegant gray dress she wore in the Wild Kingdom runway. Yep. And it was like, it was evocative of an elephant without being literal. Do you remember? It had the sleeves for the ears, like a kind of drape at the front for the trunk. And she had those little tusk earrings on. Not little, they were giant. What What do you remember as some of her greatest performance moments? Um, big girl walking down the street. <laughs> walking down the <laughs> Big girl walking down a sturdy street. Um, I don't do rap. I'm a white lady from the suburbs. Uh, she's overthinking it. She's out. Uh... She's thinking about a sandwich. <laughs> no, some of her great moments were her lip sync against Dayla. You're taking me to the point of no return. I mean, you know goddamn well that she had that song on cassette. Absolutely. She was hitting every beat. I was yeah. quoting Bianca. And um, the whole <laughs> getting tips yeah. in the instrumental part was great. She um, won the lip sync. But Ruth. That's another one that I remember. Sorry, yes. what are you saying? Uh, she won that lip sync, but Rue kept Dayla because she wanted to see more. Yeah, but and also Dayla was a fan favorite. Dayla was a real fan favorite, and they could tell. They could tell. Uh, what else do you remember from her? I remember the best reading. She's she, very I good think in the reading. One challenge. of the best reading challenges ever. Yeah, Juju B, Darian Lake. Yeah, she's up there. She won, didn't she? The yeah, she, won. Uh, she won when Bianca was right there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. She won against Bianca. And mm. also, she gave reads. She, she gave did. reads to other queens. So there's mm-hmm. a read that Jocelyn Fox did, mm-hmm. which is, um, you know, if, what's the read? You're D- fa- 
D- Darian Lake, you're the only queen I know who does who sits on the toilet reverse cowgirl. So you got a flat surface to sit uh, to eat off of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Darian gave her that read, uh, yeah. which is kind of magnanimous of her as well because it was directed at her. Um, she had one challenge win. Um, the the horror movie acting uh, head in a box. Mm. Your mother darn sucks in hell. I just think that Darian is a. I think she's a threat. I think she really the, is. The girls need to watch out mm-hmm. for Darian Lake. She's, great she's in, a hard hitter. She really is. Great in snatch games. She's Paula Dean uh, in a very strong snatch game when you had Bianca, Adore, and Dela all doing a fantastic job. So in another snatch game, she would have been high. Yeah. Um, another thing is that she was, you're right, she was given that villain edit. The villain to Dela's protagonist, yeah. Yes, and I think she was getting a lot of heat on her season. And I want to mm-hmm. say one of the things that the girls did, the top three especially did, yeah, well, is that it's at each of their shows mm-hmm. after Drag Race, they kept standing up for Darian Lake. Yeah, because she was getting she was getting a lot of heat, and I think not many queens were doing that then. But they kept saying mm-hmm. that Darian was a lovely person. This is what it was like actually there. Yeah, and um, I think they really did help kind of like mitigate the hate. Yeah. Towards Darian Lake. So Darian Lake is a loved queen. She's and they've, very loved. They've then, done the ABCD tour, haven't they? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, I think an Achilles heel for her is sewing challenges. Um she was in the bottom for the first episode when she made um that St. Patrick's Day kind of green dress, but she sent home Magnolia. Um and her yeah, she was in the bottom with Dela in the ball. Um, because she made it was a really good concept she used she had the topaz um stones and she's trying to make a princess layer in the gold bikini kind of dress but the 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 fabric stretched and yeah. it didn't it didn't work um and but, also her other ball looks were kind of off theme mm-hmm. like she brought her banjo girl realness was like a kind of um kind of Missy 90s raver thing oh, which she, she had like this skin tight um uh, multicolored uh, stretch thing um, but w- m- so happy to see her back multi talented queen great personality so funny and she's been on a health journey as well hasn't she oh um, yeah she's looking yeah. good and she's feeling good I think that's the most important thing so really really happy to see that yes. oh we can't forget her roast she was, she was amazing in she was uh, she only just lost out to Bianca yeah she was basically second in the in the in the roast and she, there's no shame in coming second to Bianca no in, in not when she Bianca the season she literally she ate oh just thinking of kind of uh, the queens who are there she's she's a close friend of Kasha Davis ah. they they work in Rochester New York uh, with Pandora Box all, all of them are friends great stuff so there's a there's a there's a could there be an alliance here <laughs> I mean, we, we don't know. Maybe they'll change it up. Maybe they will be partners. We never know. We never know. <laughs> Drag is what I do. Monica's who I am, baby. I'm Monica Beverly Hills from season five of RuPaul's Drag Race. I want some of them cookies, girl. Monica Beverly Hills. Oh, yeah. Woo, look at those legs. Yes. Can't you see I'm trying to get some sun? Back in season five, it was something I thought mentally I was prepared for. And then walking into the workroom and being surrounded by people that were so confident within themselves really had an effect on me. Monica Beverly Hills, season five. Oh, big surprise here. And I'll tell you why I'm surprised. It's because I do follow all the girls and I followed Monica um, as soon as I went on Instagram. And I thought she had quit drag 
Um, obviously, we know that she's a she's a trans woman. She came out on on season five of the show. Um, well, at least publicly. Um, and I I, I thought that it's just over the, the past couple of years, as part of her transition journey, it felt like drag didn't fit her life, and she was living her life as as Monica as as a woman. And so I'm just really surprised to see her, but pleasantly surprised. I'm very I'm very surprised mm-hmm. uh, to see her because she's not one of the queens that you hear about. That's that right. You've heard about after the show, mm-hmm. like Miss Kasha Davis. I haven't heard much about what she's been mm-hmm. doing, and likewise for Monica, I haven't heard much about her and what she's been doing outside of her season. Um, yes. When I think about her, I do remember. Yeah, you're right. She was the first queen to come out. On this season, not in the, the middle of yeah, yeah because Kylie the, came out on the reunion. Yeah, she was the first one to yeah. come out on the show. I think about her, um, the the amazing untucked fight. Oh, <laughs> where it was basically the cast of season five against Serena Chacha, Serena Chacha, <laughs> and it, it were all over ghetto, and it was like. It was funny because obviously a word that's not really used now for good reason, but there was this whole debate with she was calling them all in inverted commas ghetto, wasn't but she? But she she wasn't calling them ghetto. She I think she said the ghetto lexicon. That's what she said, but she was being disparaging about everybody else and what she considered to be, uh, you know, from her point of view, a less sophisticated way of communicating. Yeah. And the girls rightly took it personally. But what was what was uh, Monica's response? I th- she was like. Well, what did she say? She said something like, um, "Are you calling us ghetto? You're, you're calling us ghetto. Yeah, so, yeah. Are you calling us ghetto? I'm going to answer for you. You're calling us ghetto. <laughs> ghetto is not a per- place. It's a per- what? Ghetto, that was, what, what that was Alyssa. Say? Ghetto's it, not a. The ghetto is a place, not a person, Mama. Yeah, that uh, was Alyssa. I mean, that's a that's a lovely untucked moment. It was good to see it's her fiery. entertaining. But I, when I think about her, I do think of the um, sunlight on your skin. <laughs> Acting challenge. <laughs> she really struggled, bless her. I mean, I think she's a queen who didn't get a good showing the first time around, but for good reason, really, because she was she was really clearly struggling with um, aspects of her transition. I guess you know, I. I I don't know if she was just figuring things out at that time or if it was about being public and sort of coming out and that's what was weighing heavily on her or appearing on such a big platform when maybe she didn't feel like she had all the answers in that moment. Mm. But she was clearly struggling in terms of her her mental health, really, bless her. I, I do think season five is a really, really tough time for her. She was third out. Um, she sent home Serena Chacha in a lip sync uh, to Only Girl in the World, which felt very fitting. She just um, uh, shared her trans experience with everybody. And then I think Coco sent her home after the um, uh, the next episode. So I, what I'm hoping for from Monica is that she's had this time to explore her identity, accept her identity, make the changes that she needs to make, um, hopefully be far happier and more accepting of herself and, and come back with a renewed strength and we're going to see the real Monica this time. Um, also, I think Monica was dealing with um, her transition and, and being trans mm-hmm. in an unsupportive environment. I would agree, definitely. And, and that, that yeah. being in, in RuPaul's Drag Race. Not the girls. The girls were all very supportive. Yes, but I, production, I about like production and maybe even at that time RuPaul, where it was quite black and white. I can't remember what season it was that Ru made her ignorant comments, um, but I do know that for ex- that at that time, 
the girls who were contemplating transition or were in the process of transitioning were discouraged from sharing that within the show because for some reason they thought that a big part of the show was the contrast between being a beautiful woman and being a boy um which obviously wasn't the case for all the girls some of them were women in and out of drag because uh, jiggly was discouraged from jiggly was already uh, progressing with her transition in season four and there's a hint at it when willem points out that she's wearing a woman's top out of drag she says i can see the hanger strap um but i do wonder if monica experienced something similar in which case that's kind of shame not kind of that's shameful of the show but thankfully she was able to share her experience and at least publicly there was that support and recognition she's walking into the season fully knowing who she is, mm. what she's bringing in, what she wants to show. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see what she's going to bring. One thing I think she did do, I think she was on stage with Miley in the VMAs with the other Rue girls. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, there are five more queens coming out. Now, we're going to leave it here mm-hmm. for now. We are going to record uh, anyway. We're going to record the rest of the Meet the Queens now. Yeah. But we'll release that section next week because mm-hmm. we're giving you an hour of premium entertainment <laughs> pure this and week. adulterated pure, the best entertainment we're going to talk about platinum entertainment yes, we'll give you the second <laughs> half of the second queens uh next week yep. just to space it up we're helping you pace mm-hmm. your love for spinning the gnt podcast yeah and hopefully you're getting more and more excited um yeah because then after that i think the next following week or the week after is going to actually be all star so we just kind of yeah. we want to help drip feed you and kind of ease you into all we're not going to spoil you guys okay. we're not going to spoil you and ruin everything <laughs> we're not going to spill it all okay <laughs> we're not going to spill the gt everywhere no 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 we're sensible everyone thank you for listening we're excited for all stars eight i can't wait for it to come I'm out i'm really excited um, i hope that you're excited mm. uh it, it, do what you do listen uh, write a review if you haven't yet follow us on our social medias where we you know where we do whatever we want on there Tom we post amazing fashion references trying to keep active and kind of you know they're in a little bit of a drought period I mean they're starting to release sort of all stars eight things Mm. so um, stay tuned on our social media as well this is Bolo and Dr. Tom see you guys very soon lots of love guys see you soon